0: Lights, camera, action.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitball and Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Keenan Bonner and Jack Harper. No Sean Shoot. he's given us... I think he's chucked enough excuses at the wall and is hoping one sticks. So he gave me rough day at work, having to do more work, having to eat tea, and Spurs are on. So it could genuinely be any of those. He claims he might jump in later. Did say to me seven-ish, which think would be half time so that, that again could add up but not that i want to disrespect you here if there are a couple of people that were tuning in just to hear sean's takes then i do have his picks regardless so that's covered for those couple of people if that <laughs> and uh hopefully he will do the two films justice it was a. Uh, carnage week last week um keenan through through no fault of his own was seemingly sat under a waterfall sean i don't know what he was doing i think he put his was putting his phone in a door frame and slamming it and then wondering why it was making a noise and for the 18th time i think he dropped his phone mid-podcast so there we go and I got out of bed on the wrong side last week, so we're 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 all positive this week until maybe we get to certain films or moments.
2: Hmm.
1: How are you doing today, Keenan? To quote all my good. inner Devereux Cephas White,
0: I'm all good. I'm all good. Has um, he accepted you on Facebook yet? No, It's actually he's <laughs> actually hiding it. <laughs> genuinely, I don't really say it upsets me, but I'm not like thrilled by it.
1: His, um, his his Facebook at the moment. Do um, you know there was a phase where people realise they could share those like 3D images on Facebook? Yeah, that are actually, once you've seen one, are quite annoying. He does ones like that where it's weirdly like a 2D image that someone's put in like a 3D image filter. So it's just a distorted like 2D image basically. And that's essentially what the timeline is peppered with, as well as some nice captions on some selfies. <laughs>
0: Well, you, you'd know, wouldn't you? I would not. I would,
1: yeah. Hey, yeah. that's how we got the interview. got a link up with these boys on Facebook sometimes. Yeah, hopefully well. we'll have a new interview coming to the channel next week from someone that was in one of last week's films. Um, not sure if Jack will be on the interview, so that might narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the matchups we'll be getting into this week. 1997's Face Off versus 2000's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I hadn't seen either of the films. Jack, I don't think you'd seen either film. Keenan has seen both.
3: Yeah, I I hadn't seen either. And with Face Off, I've been pestered to watch it for literally months. And it was completely different to what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting... I mean, when you read the synopsis of someone trading faces, I guess it's going to be a weird film.
1: This was an odd week. Yeah. This was a very odd week. <laughs> it was
3: strange. When I when I looked at Crouch and Tiger Hidden Dragon, it reminded me of American Pie when they do that out of sync um, American fighting voice thing. Oz does it. And it's well, exactly what happens here because I had to watch it on the dubbed version because I couldn't find the soundtrack. I've got
1: some things about the dubbed version, so. You know, um, at the end of Monday's podcast, I said how I had the COVID jab and I was feeling okay. Honestly, I crashed literally the second the pod ended. About an hour later, I was on death's door. Really? <laughs> I was I was roasting hot, my teeth were chattering. I had like no energy or anything. I thought, am I going to see? Am I going to see tomorrow? <laughs> how long did it last? Till about. With the same with the kind of severity of it, was probably until about 11, 11 a.m. the next day, so it was a very short period,
3: yeah. As um, same with my mum, she had hers, just the antibodies working, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, shock,
1: so other than that, just a bit of a wouldn't want someone to punch me in the arm now, but thankfully, that
3: actually not happens in school to school
1: or play football, so I don't do so, that for a while.
3: I remember when I, when I was younger, I had to have pneumonia jabs after I had it, and you have to have, like, one in both arms. and I had an allergic reaction to both, in both <laughs> arms. Um, so I literally couldn't read my arms for like a week. I went to my mate's house, um, and he was one of those lads that you go around to play, like, GTA with because my parents wouldn't let me have it because I was too young. But he would have it, but you wouldn't let you play on it. So, like, you know, you do that, like, you play until someone dies, and then you change... Over who pays essentially, yeah. Where you'd go on a rampage because it's hilarious. He would go and do like missions and stuff. And not <laughs> like half an hour in, I turn the PS2 off and he punched me in both my arms. <laughs> it was like the worst experience ever.
1: I'd, I'd never really seen anyone be properly spoiled until uh secondary school. And there's a, a kid we went to school with, and I know he, he he was off for a fortnight. Um, I can't remember what he had, but I've been chicken pox, but I think his nan bought him just an Xbox 360 and the new FIFA. The, the Xbox 360 was new at the time, just because he was off school with off school ill wow. I'm being incredibly jealous because of that. But anyway, we'll get to the films face off the synopsis in order to foil a terrorist plot. An FBI agent undergoes facial transplant surgery and assumes the identity of a criminal mastermind who murdered his only son. The plan turns sour when the criminal wakes up prematurely and seeks revenge. As far as synopsis go, that is fire.
3: Yeah, that is. You're enticing a lot of people with that. <laughs> You're
1: going to say something, Keenan? Saw so you go off mute.
3: No, 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 no. I was going to, but I didn't really have the thought formed, so I
0: was going to let you carry on.
1: Yeah. Anyone, any of these critics here, I know we've seen some previously where they're very kind of bland with The synopsis and I'd hope they've done a bit more market market research a bit more research anyway before they're sitting down to watch these films but you can't complain like if any of these critics reviews and I forgot on the ones I've taken complain about things being like unrealistic or something you you're tuning into a film where two people swap faces (laughs)
3: <laughs> what I found weird as well Is they swap bodies as well Well
1: I, yeah they claimed That they were just going to Like buffer things up Didn't they To kind of level things out On both ways
3: Yeah like It would have been interesting Just to try and I guess it's impossible To match up Nicolas Cage And John Travolta's builds There's so- about
1: two inches In height between them
3: I, I think John Travolta's Like a lot stockier though Isn't he Is there?
1: Yeah, there's two inches in height between them. About that, slitship literally a piece of trivia. Oh,
0: I genuinely, I don't know why I have it in my head. I, I thought Travolta was like a like talk like a big lad, like taller than me. And I, in my head, Nicolas Cage is just like, well, it's just a little fellow, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I think it's the way they're both shot because most of the things John Travolta's in, he's being shot as like the big dog, isn't he, the cool cat. And Maybe. then Nicolas Cage is, is a, well, he, this is before. To Clarence. this is before he's Nicolas Cage that we then know him as, isn't it?
4: Mm, yeah. Like, this uh, is
1: before the, the phenomenon of Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage. Yes,
4: yeah. Because Wedding
1: crashes was after this and he said that when they when they going when they were gonna cast him, this was pre nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage, so
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's um, that's probably I was trying to think about what he would have done. Ninety seven. He would have done Fear and Lo... No, that's not even him, is it? He's uh, still certainly
1: a weird bloke, not
0: Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. I was trying to think about what he would have done at this point, but I can't quite remember. If I take
1: you through some critics' reviews, are you expecting positive or negative?
0: I can't see how. I don't expect them to be positive. I think they, they might be like, oh, I like the film, but it will be, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah. Basically, um... is
1: my thoughts. Although the narrative is hysterical in its implausibility, the action portion of the film is reasonably effective. I won't pretend I completely enjoyed it, but it certainly has a few elements that I've never seen before. Action action aficionados will undoubtedly slobber all over themselves. Mm. Are we action aficionados? I don't think so. I wasn't slobbering, I can say that (laughs) much.
4: No, it's very true.
1: A gorgeously shot, repetitively violent, occasionally repellent, sometimes silly, and consistently
3: trashy fantasy. I like the idea I like the last line. Trashy fantasy kinda of what it is, isn't it? It's not that's like tend to be anything that it's not, it's just fucking odd, but brilliant in some ways, but weird in others.
1: That's like in That's My Boy when he's in the, the spa. And the the spa lady reels off, like, all the worst things about Adam Sandler. But then says about how she'd like to take him out back. And that's essentially what they've done in that little critic review there. Um, What really makes Face Off tick, what sells the movie more than anything else, are the dazzling performances from the two leading men. Cage is good. Travolta is better. There is a glee to his performance, a sheer joy at playing two roles in one. He's having a rip roaringly good time and so are we. Rip roaringly is something I that you'll only hear in a film review or a roller coaster.
3: Yeah, that is true. Uh, I'm not I'm not classing that as a roller coaster of a film either. It was you could tell what was gonna happen like all the way through. <laughs> but it didn't again, it didn't pretend to be anything that it wasn't, I guess.
1: That's... I might adopt a rip roaringly like you've adopted Harbinger. <laughs>
3: it's a great one. It'd be a it crime is. not to say it. I, I don't
1: still know. don't even really know what it means. I just like hearing you say it. <laughs>
3: um,
1: almost indefensibly violent, the film is one of those whirlwigs of wit, whirligigs of wit. I've never heard whirligigs before. One of those whirligigs of wit, barbaric energy, blood spatters of firepower that will be adored by the morally retarded among us, like me, and loathed by the morally superior. He's guilt-tripping people there. If you don't like it, you think you're a bit too good, a bit too morally superior, but then also bringing it down.
0: An old review, you'd have to say, because there's no way anyone who writes it uses the word retard.
1: There's a couple um, occasionally, like uh, if you were to go back and listen to the Terminator 1 episode that we did, you'll notice a difference because... There were some reviews from where it was re-released as a Blu-ray, and so critics actually review it all over again. They must have an off week, um, and so they'll review it there, or they'll get their younger, new staff writers to do so. Um, but for all of these, yeah, they are all from the time. Oh, okay, I was just either from the cinema release or the DVD release, like a year later.
0: There's just no way in this day and age that you get that a reviewer calls calls something retarded, is there? Used to be a proper
1: lottery, didn't it, um as to when the DVD release was going to be? Like after you'd seen it at the cinema, you, you never knew if you were going to be waiting like three months or eight months. Especially if it came out in like February, because they might just delay it until Christmas.
0: There was a point because well, I'm pretty sure basically it was 16 weeks from the time it's it was in the bad. cinema. From the time it was in the cinema, the earliest you'd see it on DVD was 16 weeks, which is why obviously some, some blockbusters like... were so big.
1: The likes of, like, Harry Potter and things like that. Like, they had longer cinema releases, so maybe yeah. delayed that bit longer. Um, garbage of the Finest Vintage. <laughs> After seeing this numbing action flick, I'm still stumped what all the hype is about. So many critics and viewers around the country marveled at this movie, but for what? It's not a horrible movie, but it certainly isn't very good.
3: Again, I can see where they're coming from. I think I like, enjoyed it more than that. Uh, yeah, not what I thought it was going to
1: be I guess these critics you, you don't really get many that sit on the fence do they so they were like I didn't hate it but I do have to make it seem as if I did have some opinion either way yeah if they because usually if, if they kind of just enjoy it but they're not going to go out of their way to recommend it you'll see the word like forgettable chucked in or something <laughs> like that yeah um i guess there
3: is... Is... the clock is so unforgettable
1: yeah <clears throat> if there has been a major hollywood release with a higher body count i don't remember it literally there's several yeah. in, in our own bracket that have a higher body count than this that came out beforehand so they're a bit off you do see 56 is the entire body count um Caster Troy wipes out 16, Sean Archer wipes out 16, uh, Dietrich wipes out 6, Sasha wipes out 2, and Dubov wipes out 6. So they uh, came with the stats this week. Nice. Um, and finally, a $100 million movie with a $3 plot.
3: <laughs> it, it is almost like they thought, right, we're getting to swap faces. And... Then it was
1: like, right, we're just going to do a normal action film now. Do you remember that weird phase of like Twitter accounts and things where it would say, like, I made a bot watch 16 episodes of Batman and then create a script. This is like if you just fed (laughs) all action movies of, like, the 80s into a machine and then just said, come up with a plot for me, (laughs) this would be the kind of thing you would get
3: a hundred percent like nicholas cage and john travolta swap faces and then they go and want to kill each other and that is literally the movie in one
1: because i don't want to uh put words in your mouth keen and you were quite harmless weren't you i'm pretty sure when when we did the bracket um you you recommended it
0: my face off yeah i fucking love i fucking love yeah
1: No, no. I'm just... <laughs> I didn't want to jump for you. My oh, mum okay. said to me when I said I was doing it, um, great film, that is great film, nice. and Jack's I girlfriend to, obviously said the same to him.
0: I have to admit, actually, as we're talking about it, I loved the memory of this film. Because I... Had, <laughs> I, had, I it, 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 no, no, no. Like, because I still like... I, I watched it. Yeah. I watched it last night and I still thought it was great. Um, But I hadn't seen it in a very long time and I watched it when I was... I watched it when I was pretty young. Um, yeah, and it was just like, oh, this is awesome. It's just like when yeah. you're a kid, when or I'm, I assume it's got to be the same for all kids when you're like nine or ten. Watching people shoot shit and blow shit up is like the best thing ever. <laughs> Why are you I
1: watching Face Off at nine years old?
0: Mm, man, I watched. I think pretty sure I watched it with my grump. The only film he ever stopped me from watching, I can tell you, it was, it was a Saturday night. Was like, like there is a film, or <laughs> the film about the craze that's got Martin Kemp in it, the guy who was in Spandau, yes. Spandau Ballet. Um, there's a bit about 15 minutes into that in a pool hall where he puts a sword, uh, where Ronnie Cray puts a sword through someone's hand, sat and watched the, like my grandpa's seen this, so he had no objection. It was only, I can remember it clear as day, he just go, oh, the sword just goes straight through this fella's hand and him just going, hmm, yeah, maybe not for you this one, mate. And then he, <laughs> then he just sent me out of the room. Um, I, yeah, it was just, he was one of them that I sat and watched with him and I thought it was great.
1: All right, well, I've got, some, I've got some good trivia this week, so I'll, uh, I'll take you through it. Um, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta spent two weeks together before filming to learn how to play each other. They decided on specific gestures and vocal cadences for each character that they could both mimic. Um, the first real-life face transplant was accomplished in 2012 on Richard Norris, who'd accidentally shot himself in the face with a shotgun the same year this movie came out.
4: Wow!
1: Accidentally doing that is some very bad luck.
0: Yeah, that's happens more than it should. (laughs) (laughs) Like we see stories of people like kids die. Like I'm not making light of it, but like kids being shot and stuff. But how often do you see these stories? And you're just like, I thought
1: you were going to say that you, you
0: frequently see pictures of kids that have shot their face off with a shotgun. No, no, no. But like, do you know what I mean? You see all this stuff, like oh they're dead. Like how on earth? Is it such a common occurrence? I don't like guns. I've said this. ironically, for a guy who loves action films and stuff. But I, I don't like guns. But this just seems to happen.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. The scene of Adam listening to Over the Rainbow on his portable headphones was John Woo's idea and not part of the original script. Paramount Pictures refused to finance the extra scene, and John Woo had to use his own money to make that happen. He was later paid back as the film turned out to be profitable do admire that with directors where they kind of won't well, take no for an answer and kind of this is my vision a lot easier to do when you're being paid that much i i imagine but yeah
0: still uh, in 1997 it's probably a lot easier to do if you're john Will as well yeah so you know i mean it's just like well look some, who are you going to trust some studio exec or me john Will, the guy who's made definitely some
1: guy. studio guy that's probably got his neck on the chopping block and he's like, look, if you want to do it so much, you can pay for it. He just
0: probably assumed he wouldn't do it. Yeah, and Um, he obviously made the right call. Yeah. The crew shot on
1: Nicolas Cage's birthday. John Woo let Cage get emotionally charged up for a scene, then surprised him with a birthday cake. Afterwards, Cage asked Woo never to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's always going to be shooting with him on his birthday. Um, Originally, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone were in mind to play the lead roles. When John Woo was brought in to direct, he decided that John Travolta and Nicolas Cage would, more, would be more suited. The other pairs of actors that were considered for Sean Archer and Castor Troy, besides Arnold and Sylvester, Harrison Ford and Michael Douglas, Bruce Willis and Alec Baldwin, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, and Jean-Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal.
3: <laughs> that wouldn't have aged well. Steven Seagal and Jean-Claude van Damme. They all seem
1: at least fairly obvious pairings. How How did Bruce Willis and Alec Baldwin become a thing there? Is there something I'm missing?
0: I don't I don't know if they've been in anything else together. Maybe it was just two big stars at the time. Yeah. just they'll do sort of thing. They've
1: probably got the best batch this out of that list because I mean well, uh, Pacino and De Niro I'm not sure you, you get the same film out of them um, probably taking themselves a bit too serious in the films in which they aren't taking themselves too serious they've been creeps rather than be eccentric Yeah. Um, Harrison Ford and Michael Douglas is a strange one I can't imagine Harrison Ford completely buying into the role And I've been somewhat tainted by just hearing the way he talks about Star Wars. So I just assume he hates anything that isn't Indiana Jones.
3: I get that impression from him as well. I don't know if you've seen this, there's like a film where he's a newsreader and yet he almost like plays himself, where he's just grumpy and hates everything. He's still one of my favourite actors, but I can't imagine him getting into this role like you said.
1: Yeah, I assumed that clip in uh, in Bruno where he approaches him and he just tells him to fuck off. I thought that was probably just completely legit. Hmm.
4: Uh,
1: if Bruno did approach Harrison Ford like that, that probably would be his reaction. Hmm. Um, we got some great trivia this week. John Travolta asked the writers if they were making fun of if they were making fun of him with the ridiculous chin line. They explained that Castor was a, such a narcissist that he would hate having anyone else's face. But that's definite backtracking when Travolta sticks it on you in his leather jacket. <laughs> what do you mean ridiculous chin? <laughs> we had that before you were cast, honestly. Um,
3: they, yeah, they've, that is backtracking. To <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
1: Joan Allen was John Woo's first choice for Eve. The studio wanted to go as someone younger and make her a stepmother. But Woo fought for Allen. Um, according to producer barry osborne most of the challenging action scenes including the fight on the deck of the boat and the airport and the airplane going down the runway were originally planned as green screen shots but um they then filmed them practically because they wanted it to feel there was more realism in the story you're peeling two guys faces off but make that realism (laughs) make sure it goes all the way (laughs) The name for the floating prison, One is a simple anagram of nowhere, if you haven't recognised. Um, oh, you did not.
3: not get that. There is no way you looked at that and thought, oh, you know, that's an anagram
1: of nowhere. I, I didn't clock that they'd call the prison that, but I thought maybe I was just kind of uh, not paying attention, still dying mm-hmm. from my strain of COVID that lasted mm-hmm. eight hours. Uh the studio wanted John Woo to take the slash out of the title. He kept it in so people didn't think it was a hockey movie. Okay. Mark Wahlberg turned down the role of Pollock's Troy.
0: Oh. I would have watched Marky Mark in this.
1: Yeah. Um, the script as presented to director John Woo was set in the future, but Woo suggested changing it to be in the present to focus on the dramatic and psychological element of the storyline. So the original script was mostly set in prison, they say, Um, the working title was Birdman of Alcatraz in the future. So this was very much a (laughs) baffling script from the start. Um, In it, some prisoners uh, hung upside down from the ceiling by their boots with IVs collecting bodily fluids. So that was the kind of film you were looking at. I
3: I guess they, they must have had a discussion at some point and thought, you know what, this is a bit too crazy.
1: Sounds like John Woo was just like, he just liked the idea of swapping the faces. And that was it, which I mean, I'd love to have someone kind of in the movie industry be able to sit down with us because I've got so many questions that I acknowledge to them probably would be completely stupid. But I always think when they've got an original script like that, which is mostly set in the future or something. Yeah. Why would they not just like make a new script? screenplay rather than pay someone after already having paid for the screenplay to then rewrite it. It seems so counterproductive because from that they must have just kept a couple of kind of themes and the character names.
0: Yeah,
4: that's true. But
1: I'm sure it, there is a, a very easy reason to go around it.
0: Maybe it's because they've already outlaid X amount of money so they, did they do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather, than, rather than spend more if they've already ate X outlaid X amount to to do it. Yeah. You just it might be cheaper for them. You don't actually um, know. The studio wanted Archer and Sasha to sleep together,
1: but the writers and John Woo argued against it. Um, in early draft of the script, Archer went to Castor's mother's place to hide out. The writers wanted the mother to be played by Elizabeth Taylor, who was an older actor of the t- actors of the time, or Jack Nicholson in drag.
0: What? This is yeah, but this is a film that if Jack Nicholson was does Jack how how much more ridiculous? And I don't know like, oh exactly. <laughs> if they put Jack Nicholson in drag in this film, it's still not the oddest thing about this film. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's so, Walter's chin. So if you're gonna if you are ever going to convince Jack Nicholson to do a part in drag, you may well have done. I don't I don't know. But if, if you were going to convince him, you could throw him in and just be like, look Jack, people will know it's yeah. you, but you're going to be, they're not going to remember it's you. It's going to be the kind yeah. of people's faces that people will remember.
1: Um, weapons coordinator, Rick Galotti made five gold pistols for the movie. And one was pre-sold to planet Hollywood. John Travolta and Nicolas Cage were considered to reunite after this movie for the expendables Two, but it didn't come to fruition. Now you're going to think I'm, uh, fishing with this next bit of trivia. Um, Joel Schumacher visited Nicolas Cage on the set and if you know who Joel Schumacher is he was the director of a certain Batman film Um, and so he visited Nicolas Cage on set and he offered him the role of Jonathan Crane also known as the Scarecrow in a sequel to Batman and Robin as they they were expecting the film to be a complete hit obviously (laughs) what they didn't expect was for it to change movie making forever in the way that it was just globally slated. But yeah, that was in the pipeline there, and he was visiting on the set of Face Off to put that into motion.
0: That is, uh, I actually think he makes a good Scarecrow.
1: Yeah, you got to think it's going to be in the same version as um, the first film, though. So if you didn't like that, they're probably thinking, this is like second album stuff. We've got our fan base in there. We can go any direction we want it. Maybe. So... They may have gone even more mental in the second. Oh, I could only imagine that's exactly (laughs) what they would have done. (laughs)
4: Um,
1: (laughs) Bear with me here. The studio pitched for an African-American lead in Face Off. John Woo didn't think that was a good idea, clearly. (laughs) Seeing as Nicolas Cage was white, his black face may have given Troy's criminals a second thought as to his true identity.
3: Yeah, that's not going to work, is it? How do these people get get
1: studio jobs? I don't understand how these people are employed. But someone has brought that to John Woo. <laughs> you know, we're thinking Nicolas Cage, Denzel, swap the faces, <laughs>
0: and he's having to point out there is still a body beneath the neck. Well, I mean, so they just wear turtlenecks and gloves for the whole film, right? <laughs> 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 imagine in the studio exec going
1: <laughs> look guys I tried <laughs> look, John Woo John Woo really didn't want a black
0: <laughs> guy um, what the fuck like that is just scandalous because you imagine the guy who pitched that the worst part about it yeah. is the guy who pitched that was probably like I tell you what this is progressive <laughs> this is a great idea like what What on earth you are right how on earth to, and that like, the the up, he's reading.
1: probably tasked someone else with taking it to, to the director as
0: well <laughs> Oh, imagine if it was one of the actual execs, and like some poor, <laughs> some poor young lads had to go, had to go into the meeting and be like, "Look, John, this is what we're thinking." What if, are your thoughts? If
1: we, if we believe what we're told about Michael Bay, they said to Michael Bay, "We'll give you an extra ten million here, yeah, but you just got one little small thing you've got to do for us." And in his head, he he's already it. spending it on explosives,
4: bazookas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but oh, no, man, I think I can it.
0: make this work. Just. Can't show anyone's hands for the whole 90 minutes. <laughs> I also really want to know whether, because he seems like the guy, I want to know if Nicolas Cage kept one of those gold guns, because confirm that's what I would have been doing. Yeah,
4: yeah. Um,
1: so that's the trivia here. I mean, before we get on to um, the, the quotes and things, right um, at the start of the movie, very rare you see a kid get iced on screen. Like, usually you see a gun line up on a kid. You're waiting for them to be saved, like it's a pretty taboo thing for films to do. Certainly on screen, they won't usually do that.
3: Yeah, I was thinking that it's always one of those where they pan out to the shooter's yeah. face, and then you just hear you a get blood drop. spatter
1: in this and everything.
3: Yeah,
1: I know. Sounds like I mean I've got a real appetite for seeing this happen. Like just yeah, usually, yeah. It's just,
3: you buzzing. just don't expect it. The child
1: gets shot. This is like one of those. Uh, no rules. Just to let you know for me, like after the Red Wedding yeah, game, of Thrones, well, to be fair, after Ned Stark in season one, you were like, anyone can get it in. Pretty yeah. early in here, they are just letting you know, like, <laughs> for anyone's fair game. Um, ah, yeah. Pollux uh, in the opening scene, which is a great scene where the one that ends on uh, the runway and everything that kind of follows there, he, he does a dive. For every shot like if you ever play virtual tennis free
4: <laughs> literally every
1: shot you make they dive for it um yeah. Pollux is is like you know what well i'm sure you're familiar jack well goalkeepers and they tell you it's a save for the cameras
3: yeah. i'm
1: sure he was climbing up on things just to be able to do like a sideways jump off it reminds
3: if hot fuzz when they take the nick out of it where they just Jump over things because you have. I know
1: to. you love a sideways gunfire as well.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. It just adds to it. When in reality, what you've done is you've thrown yourself into the middle of the crosshairs, and now you're struggling <laughs> to get up.
1: Kind of like um, what we said with uh, Alonso and Training Day, where he, when he walks through the traffic at the start of the film, it's like he yeah. knows the risks, but the visuals and the payoff will just make that even better. So. It's worth the risk for him. Great introduction to Nicolas Cage, too. Just letting you know he's a maniac immediately. All he has yeah. to do is widen his eyes and you're sold.
3: I'll give you permission to suck my tongue. I'm <laughs> in, well, him just- in, well, him
1: in the, with the choir for a start. <laughs> for a start. <laughs> yeah. So many gifts from that opening scene alone that you've seen through the years, even without having seen Face Off.
3: It's funny because I knew the I knew the gift before I knew the scene.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't know it's from this film. Yeah, same. But Everything about um, that kind of opening does again set the scene perfectly because you you know you're going in, the face is being torn off, but we've seen things before. It's a ridiculous premise, and then they try and do it in like a straight edge kind of way or anything like that. The way this is done just shows you it's just going to be one of those films. As we said last week leave your brain at the door because it's so cheesy the dialogue everything about it is like I don't know if overacted is the word but it's so like pantomime kind of stuff
3: it's like if you gave uh, a few teenagers some money and thought right it's come up for an idea but it kind of works it's just it's, yeah, it's one of those, like you said, leave your brain in the door kind of mental films that I guess just celebrates because of how mental it is.
1: Well, Nicolas Cage obviously knows as well that he's only got a very short period of time in which he gets to play the maniac here. And you see the uh, singers for it in doing the anthem in the NFL, and I always moan about this, where it's like they know they've got three minutes And so every single syllable of that word, they're going to show every ounce of their vocal ability and their range. And Nicolas Cage here has about 15 minutes and he maximizes all 15 minutes to just go as mental as he possibly can.
3: He does mental well.
1: Yeah. And it adds to it for us now, I guess, because we know Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage. What did you think of it back then, Keenan? I don't know if you were thinking about who Nicolas Cage is. It
0: nine when you were watching it. I couldn't have picked him out of the lineup. I do love the opening of this film. Though. I really do. Like oh, you are right. Just bang straight off the bat. Travolta crawling over to pick his dead son up. That's not. It isn't. I always said that with so much relish, and I probably shouldn't. Have. <laughs> Did you know Travolta is the guy from Grease? Then, as you were watching it, I might have seen this before I saw Grease.
1: That tells me an awful lot.
0: About yeah yeah but that, I think that might be right as well actually. Although well, the grease is
1: one of them where you get told when you're older. That that film was just complete filth and you just didn't know it when you were watching it and you were younger.
0: Yeah, it was yeah, it's shite, isn't it? To be honest, just get not a bit
1: of a grease, lightning moves out and you're, you're sold. Mm, yeah.
0: Um. I yeah. I do like. I don't. I don't remember. Like, I don't. Do you remember when Nicolas Cage became Nicolas, Pe- Nicolas Cage?
1: No, no. I I really don't.
0: Because I actually don't. Because like, he's in. He's I in. I seem uh... to remember
1: him going into Kickass as being Nicolas Cage then. Yeah. It must have been earlier than that because he was Nicolas Cage. I keep saying like his two different blokes, but it effectively is. Yeah. He was like that in Drive Angry, wasn't he? Because that was part of the appeal of Drive Angry was it was just going to be Nicolas Cage just go just going mental.
4: Yeah.
1: A bit of eye candy and Amber Heard and whatever else goes on. I thought I he can't... did. Ghost Racer in 08, I'm going to say. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, yeah. Um, in probably.
0: 08. Uh, yeah, I just so, don't, I'd love to know when he became. So we're probably like, talking
1: what, late 2000s, aren't we?
0: Yeah, probably. Because, like, I remember him being in, like, National Treasure, he's in, which is yeah. mm, uh, 2003, 2004, maybe. I'm not like, yeah, wrong. The second
1: one's 07.
0: Yeah, and I don't remember, like I don't, I don't, remember there being anything about it being, or oh, Nicolas Cage, it, it, like in that. So it's in my head. It's after that because he did Fear and Loathing. Well, he, he was didn't... in
1: the World Trade Center film, and you'd imagine
0: they aren't casting him if
1: he's the meme. What um, what's it called? World Trade Center.
0: That's the that one film. Yeah, because there's, there's a couple. They were, like, yeah, imagine... became... this was like the first one, yeah. I don't want to say acceptable, but when Hollywood deemed it to be viable for them to make money yeah. out of it, so which you're is it, exactly what happened. Yes, yeah, so you're imagining
1: they aren't cast him in that if he's kind of a laughing stock. You wouldn't have thought so, but I mean, he, as much he as does just have people... some great underrated films. Um, Nicholas Cage, I really liked um, Next when I saw that.
3: Oh, the... mate! No, so I was actually going to mention this earlier. Because I watched Next for the first time two nights ago. And
1: Did you hate it?
3: I really thought it was good. And then it yeah. turned out to be a dream. But what's that all Is about?
1: It? I liked it. I mean I watched
3: it when it came out in like 07 so, so obviously he can like see in through like a couple of yeah, yeah. time. But it all floods back. When he's led in bed in that little motel thing. And then he goes back to it, and it's all been a vision. It's not actually happened. (laughs) And then he he just rings the FBI officer at the end and goes, yeah, I'll I'll agree to it. Just leave her out of it. And he gets into a car and drives off And the movie ends. I'm like, what? I hate films like that. I've never seen it. I find it such a two-fingers, like, where a film just makes it a dream or a vision or something. You've
1: got... You've got Prime Jessica Beale in that as well. She does Next, and then she does, and I'll pronounce you Chuck and Larry, back to back.
0: What a film. Not even like, a lot of shame to admit, to say how much I like that film. I think it's great. She's
1: sensational as well.
0: She very much is.
1: Paris Hilton's birthday today, so uh, if you're listening, Paris, uh, happy birthday from everyone at the Movie Madness podcast.
4: Why do you know that?
1: Um, I saw it on uh, Instagram. I okay. did... Uh, if uh, you want an anthem, Nothing in This World by uh, Paris Hilton, by the way. i forever sing the praises of that song.
0: I can tell you with complete and utter honesty and it's not even to try and be like match or anything. I have never heard that woman sing.
1: Unreal. Unreal.
0: I will take your word for it.
1: Um, but there we go. Just uh, if she's listening. Just thought I'd uh, get <laughs> out of the way. Um, Travolta returning home at the end got me. It it reminded me of um, Cartman as Brad Pitt in the World War Z episode, just how pleased he is walking down a beautiful wife
0: and his kids. <laughs> and that's essentially him knocking at the door with that big grin on his face. Got me right. So this this family's had a pretty trauma. Like The kid dying, then obviously they have six years, but from the start of the six years later part of the film onwards, his family's had a pretty rough go of it, right? there's no sort of conversation turns up at the door. It's like, yeah, this is Adam. I've just adopted a kid. Once <laughs> yeah, I know. It, and his missus is, his Mrs. is just like, yeah, okay. We're not going to talk she doesn't about look the... convinced. Cause yeah. he says,
1: does not he, he's like, why don't you go show him his new room?
0: Like yeah. it's like, they're replacing a guinea pig. Mm. It's is mental. It's not like we, so we're not going to talk about the fact that someone tried to, you, you a, your face was cut off. B, someone, <laughs> someone tried to cut your face off again. Whilst they were wearing your face. You almost um, died. Your daughter shot
1: you. And uh, She says, the, the sorry, person... I shot
0: your Dad. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, it's right, Bab. Don't worry about it. One of them. <laughs> and, like,
3: the, the person that was wearing your face also shagged me. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Know by the I... way, this is this is your rapist's son. We're now adopting him.
0: Like, what the fuck? She's just like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, if it's got to happen. I mean, it doesn't have to happen
3: like in the science
0: level you you can probably say no and be like look can we just sort of get back to some base level of normality before we start adopting (laughs) random children
1: yeah I I mean in 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 Big Big Daddy is the only film where they have any like legal repercussions for this kind of thing in any other film it's essentially like shall we take this kid in
0: yeah yeah yeah, that's alright that's just saying also, you have to imagine, right, this is this is quite dark, so I'm sorry, but you have to imagine they're just shifting him into the dead kid's room, right? Yes,
1: he says. He says, why don't you go show him his new room, so... Yeah,
0: just just there you go, mate. Like, that's yours. They're not going to talk... Like, <laughs> that you know, it out.
1: They've like, left it all the same, because he says, I slept in Michael's bed, doesn't he, when he's told her to
0: convince her uh, who he is. Yeah. He so... Is. <laughs> like what the fuck I don't I. Do you, know I mean? now, do you know who deserves a praise in this film genuinely is, the, is his misses because she puts up with well, all sorts well, <laughs> the <laughs> daughter
1: I mean? the daughter is, is moody the, the entire time and then um, goes through she, the trauma of being held hostage
4: yeah and shooting eventually, her and
0: then, and then she's suddenly all loving and lovely Well, maybe shooting her dad was the catharsis that she really needed. Who knows? I'm not advocating for it, by the way, but I'm just saying, because she she pops in one and then then she stabs. Then she actually stabs Travolta and then
1: she's like, yeah, I'm alright now. She was just, I don't know what was in them cigarettes because they calmed her down pretty
0: swiftly. I will attest, that does work.
3: How many times and how much proof are you going to need? Say if a family member came up to you and said, "Actually, I'm such and such," or a complete stranger came up to you and tried to convince them that they're a family member. What it's are you the, asking for? It's the treatment?
0: blood test. It's the blood test. I need like actual. But I need, need, know, I need. I need to be the one who picks a random spot on their body and jabs the needle in. Your know, like blood
1: you test was literally. He just said, "Take my word for it. This is his blood type. This is my blood type. They could have had the same blood type."
0: Well, I know, because they say right at the start, the point in this particular film about the blood type is they do actually say, the only thing we can't change is your blood type. It's one yeah, of their, it's one of their qualifying criteria. She doesn't know his blood type. He, he probably knows her husband, doesn't he? Yeah. Don't they could have the same blood type. They could do. But you just thought that's one of them. I think that convinces me. The whole sharing secrets, that, that don't.
1: No, hang uh, on, because what if... Um... There's there, there's been a there's been a face off. Um, me and Jack have have me and Jack have been face swapped here, <laughs> and um, we're talking about who's going to be hosting the podcast on the Thursday. And I'm trying to convince you, Keenan. I'm telling you, Keenan. I know I look like Jack, but you've got you've got to believe me. You've got to believe me. It's me. <laughs> and I recall to you us being sent around the houses in Liverpool. By oh, those swine scouses that kept telling us, just a bit further down there, mate, you'll find a curry house down there. Is that going to convince you?
0: No, because you've referenced it on the pod like three times. <laughs> All
1: right. What if
0: uh, <laughs> I recalled more of the order from the takeaway? If you could tell me the order... And you could tell me, if <clears throat> the random this is a random one. If you can tell me the item of food that me and Sean fell in love with in Manchester, <laughs> that, that might uh, that that might sway me. All
1: right, so there could be some info then, because I'm trusting the it's info un- more than un- the blood test.
0: See, it's, it is unlikely. Like I don't know what. I, I maybe it's because my life is it's, it's relatively boring. There's not there's no like I'm not harbouring deep dark secrets that I might have only told one person. So I, I, I haven't... That, that's my issue. There isn't like, oh, I've only ever said this to this person because my life is quite simple. You
1: know, um, you know, like in films like we've seen him... I mean, we had last week, didn't we, with Never uh, Back Down, where he, he physically can't keep his mouth shut when you say about his dad, Martin McFly, chicken, and all sorts of other films. Harry Potter, you have it. They'll slag off Dumbledore and they'll burst out. If me and Jack have had the face swap and uh, you say... To Jack, now it's me, you go. Gerard always was better than Lampard, wouldn't he?
4: <laughs>
1: and Jack's <laughs> lips are just <laughs> shaking and he's fighting to ch- try and stop the words coming out.
3: I mean, yeah, that would be a good
0: one. You're I, wrong, you're wrong.
3: I'd have Is to that
0: stick- not... I mean, just, I know it's not not really a time or place, but I mean, for the record, yeah, he definitely was.
1: No, you're actually have number two on one here in favour of Lampard.
0: Mad- madness, like m- madness.
1: But that really is that. That really is a topic for another day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, probably. We just
1: we... solved if if someone does bizarrely do a face swap on me and Jack and a body swap.
4: I was going to say. An
1: the biggest issue there is who's going to host the podcast. Then at least we know <laughs> how we're going to get it sorted. Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, I actually know the mind. way if you turned up uh, it's a weird one but like if randomly out of the blue if you, you would have to come into my house would convince me would help would convince me by because Jack don't really uh, from what I know don't really know Cheltenham doesn't know where I live whereas if you turned up at the gaff like, mm, so. <laughs> yeah um, yeah
3: might be a bit suspect if I turn up
0: mm.
3: but
1: but that woman after um she says, have you had the surgery? And then waits for her punchline moment and says, So I have the stick removed from your ass? And then just smirks to herself and just starts laughing. <laughs> Trolls her. now he's back to himself. If someone in the office tells me about that, he should be saying, get out, you're fired. But you can chat about me when I'm not here. <laughs> get out now, honestly. With your stick. She was getting ideas of other stations. she was. I was annoyed on his behalf. Not like, as she said, he had to pick up his ass because he wasn't happy with uh, the way the office was being cleaned. He was unhappy that he couldn't catch the bloke that had murdered his
0: son. (laughs) He's got got to let it go. Come on. Six (laughs) years now. (laughs) I mean, the bit, the, uh, what's it called? Um when they're celebrating him, him catching him like this is pretty it seems to be pretty <laughs> much his life's work and he just, he's just like yeah fuck that bottle of champagne off I understand <laughs> the, the sombre tone but at the end of the day you've done your job here just take the moment if that's my boss and we've done something mar- like actually miraculous like that and that's that.
3: it's like the equivalent of Mourinho not celebrating when his team scores <laughs>
0: yeah or I, but, you know I did I mean, enjoy that little scene bagging that in the, bagging in the 89th minute of the cup final and them just looking dour when you're about <laughs> to win it. Do you know what I mean? Just just have a just a 30 seconds. They're not asking you to do the Alan Bardue dance, but just a little little move of the hand, just something.
1: <laughs> well, they carry on for a minute. What if they think um Travolta's doing the Cantona? And just looking around like that, like
0: <laughs> laughing it up. <laughs> I mate, I'd be happy if Travolta b- busted out, Are You Not Entertained? <laughs> Arms in the air, just going, Is this not is this not why you're here? Like <laughs> Honestly, whatever you want.
1: If they were considering a sequel and John Woo doesn't get us on board, he is Mr. Trick.
0: I mean, I don't want to blow our, blow like our own trumpets, but I genuinely think we've got it here.
1: Yeah, and we're some having Owen our ideas,
0: Wilson and Vince Vaughan for the sequel. Some of our ideas are actually crass Some of them are fucking shite, I will give anyone else who, who thinks that, but there are some where, honestly, I'm real.
1: It's Wilson and Vaughn, isn't it, for the sequel? Uh,
0: yes, very much so confirmed it has to be Wilson would be Nicolas Cage uh, no Vince Vaughn would be Nicolas Cage so he would go to be Castor Troy in Sean yes. Archer's body because you don't yeah. you want Vince Vaughan to bring that energy to being the bad guy no yeah. disrespect to Owen he just ain't got that
4: Um,
1: if we go on to the category, rewatchability here 2 hours 18 minutes long what were you thinking Keena?
0: Loved it. Like I will. I, I haven't. Like, it's been probably been about 15 years since I've seen this film. It definitely won't be 15 years till I see it again. <laughs> Jack, what do you reckon?
1: Rewatchability?
3: Yeah, I'm giving it rewatchable. Fucking hell. You feeling alright? I, th- I think it's one of those that, again, it's just it's enjoyable, isn't it? Most, yeah. most You're just having fun watching it. It's not anything you've got to take too seriously, but so you don't have to worry too much about the storyline because if you're taking it action...
4: seriously, so
1: I don't think you'd be rewatching it.
3: No, I know, but like the action scenes are so brilliant that you would watch it again for sure. It? Yeah, I, we, I mean, it... I think we've overlooked that. I think we've concentrated so much on how wacky it is that we've overlooked that the action scenes are actually brilliant.
1: Yeah, we got some of that for best moments and scenes.
3: Hmm.
1: I I agree with um, it, it it being the, the rewatchable type. um I think, you know, knowing you're going to have to commit the two hours, 18 to it might put us slightly down my scale of uh, rewatchability. But in terms of box ticking for everything that I would say goes into being a rewatchable film, this would probably tick
0: 70, 80% of the boxes of what you're looking for. It, yeah, it does, mate. Like, like, the... I know I, I am a sucker for it, and I really am, because every film that I've enjoyed has basically been the low end, the, the like the low brow end of it. But it's not crank. No, because that that's just actually shit. Though that's honest difference.
1: if you <laughs> look, if if you Google, by the way, um, I think it was Movie Web who, before you criticise them, they are the people that are the right up of our interview. Did um an article on the best action movie of uh, every year for the two thousands. Crank Two was a winner on there. Sure. So, so I'm just, I'm just, like... I'm just glad it's getting some props.
0: Okay, I was gonna say that doesn't mean I have to. I genuinely, it's hard for me to put into words how awful I think that film is.
1: You've not seen the second yet.
0: I, I, I'm not going to. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, I'm just not going to because I, I dislike the first one so. so I don't much. think you. I think I think you caught that second one on a bad day. I dislike it. I dislike it so much that it will taint my opinion of the other one. I think you don't like Napoleon Dynamite,
1: criminal in itself. I don't. You are harbouring some resentment towards Pedro, and maybe that's why you didn't like Crank.
0: No, that's just, that's actually just wrong. Because it's John Heater that I take issue with in that film. That's even more disrespectful, and you'll take that back on air because he's a friend of the pod. Hey, great guy. I thought he was fucking brilliant, and fair play to him. He gave us all of his time, and was a much better sport than I ever thought he was going to be because he's a pretty big star um, and a great guy. But just because he's a good good person, I don't have to like his acting performances. That's ridiculous. Wow. You like Blades of Glory? Uh, I do, and I'm not saying I. Sorry, I dislike him in that film. I actually really like him in Benchwarmers as well great film Um if we go on to the quotes here
1: my list is basically Caster Troy Caster Troy Caster Troy Caster Troy
4: <clears throat>
1: did you like him uh, yelling yellow interception Keenan after he's just defused the bomb <laughs> with a second to
0: spare <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: one second to spare by the way Just that I know I've said this before but it does just annoy me at least in this case though well he's done it quite literally for that point hasn't he I know but also in this film, at least they show him getting the code wrong because he actually puts it in first. And he's like, oh shit, no, that's wrong. And then at least there's something rather than them just sort of shaking around and waiting for it to happen. Yeah, I
1: don't know why I hate wearing worse your face or your body. I mean, I enjoy boning your wife, but let's face it, we like a better the other way. Why don't we turn <laughs> it back? And then they give it the. Why don't we just kill each other? And then just
0: fire into the mirror.
1: <laughs> which which was awful but I did enjoy
0: oh, I loved it um the refraction I'd I i do not know like I, no, like I said I don't know a lot about guns and or science or or physics um but would the refraction from that mirror be that much because those bullets end up a, like they end up they are literally dead opposite each other yeah essentially a mirror image their arms are in the exact same spot great shot by the way um and as they fire they both a have time just to move out the way. They're not shooting like fucking four inches away from the mirror. Surely that just hits you before you've got a chance to dive away. But B, like it refracts. One of them ends up in like the ceiling. Yeah, oh. yeah not too sure. But again, this one of these films that I shouldn't really like. It's, it is no. fun to pick nips, but there are certain threads that if we start if we start pulling on them, we we will end up without a pod. Yeah,
1: no more drugs
0: for that man. <laughs> the first thing he does he walks in walks up the stairs and there's just people just trying to fire keys off his nose that's <laughs> give your man Dietrich give your man Dietrich some credit he knows how to throw a party
1: <laughs> Custer Troy in your before know, it came into fashion
0: <laughs> you know I could eat a peach for hours <laughs> that copper by the way that female copper on the plane she don't have to sell it don't you? she loves yeah. it. <laughs> shame how it ends up for her already she's getting tossed out the plane but such is life yeah, part of the job. Exactly. You know what? You, you know what you sign up for. Exactly. I'm sorry, I shot you, Dad. Sorry, I'm sorry, I shot you, Dad. It's actually one of like the things that I was like, that's fucking stupid. As I'm watching this film, yeah. um, where when. She, I keep when, when essentially Castor Troy as Sean Archer walks into the prison and he just goes good looking. <laughs> <laughs> right, that scene is that scene is actually what I remember remembered most about the film before I rewatched it. It was randomly him just walking in and go Huey
1: He also says just after that, I've got a girl, go. I've got a government job to used and a lonely wife to fuck. Ruthless. Him giving it "Yeah, uh, I hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. He was gassing her up. I think Quietly, if she could just overlook the fact that he did murder her son. She does put she in that briefly, diary. She was briefly a bit happier. She
0: uh, she does put in that diary that you, the actual John Travolta is not about it. Oh, it's just date night fizzled again. So maybe. May exactly. If
4: you're,
1: if you're dressed like Halloween, ghouls will try and get in your pants.
4: <laughs> or <laughs> or, or, or Brethren, back Bob, to your emo him, days, by Jack.
3: By <laughs> Why do they always give. That fringe. Bring
0: back the fringe. That was great. Not, Any more not, quotes? Not of this time, though. <laughs> Any more quotes? Let me just have a quick look. <clears throat> Sorry, might be worth me actually opening my notes. Um, as an absolute ruthless one, just to say to anyone, hey, Sean, how's your dead son? <laughs> like, yeah, that, that was harsh. That's <laughs> fucking. Like, even as I'm watching it, I was like, whooey. Uh, the Geneva Convention does not exist here. Am- Amnesty International does not know we exist. When I say your ass is mine, I mean exactly that.
1: Also now your Tinder buyer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, don't Do we bring it's... that feature back for round two again? I'm a big fan. But I will say I don't know if I'm going to start referencing war crimes in my, uh, <laughs> in my Tinder bio, I'm not going to lie. We
1: in round two uh, last year, Jack, we had... Um... One line from the film that would also work as a Tinder buyer. Oh, brilliant! Super bad. Obviously, there is plenty. Yeah. I think Keenan was the
3: iron chef. I mm-hmm. think they're beginning from this. Be okay. Plan B. Let's just kill each other. <laughs> nice.
0: Nice. I like that. Um.
1: So on to um best moment scene. I think Jack, you referenced just before we went on to the quotes that the action here is quite something. And I can think of no better way for the action in this film to end than for the villain to be harpooned, basically. (laughs)
3: Yeah. After a boat exploded. Like him just shooting
1: it would have just been too easy.
3: Yeah. Boat explosions always add to a film as well.
1: When you've got a boat explosion, a plane explosion...
3: Do you have a car chasing this?
1: You no, do,
0: don't you? Do they have them before they get onto the boat? No, not not do do that. I actually, can't remember. Huh. No, it's the... You, you have a you have car chasing a plane if you want to count that. Yeah, we'll count um, it. I mean, right at the start when the uh, yeah he goes to he goes to uh he, he by the way what what a fucking U turn um whoever drive, <laughs> they, whatever the stunt driver was when he whips out round to get back out underneath the plane, unreal. I'm glad they showed um, Nicolas
1: Cage with, without his uh, uh, face as well because I was annoyed briefly thinking that as ridiculous as it, it, this is, I do just want to see some ridiculous like makeup here of him with no face and then they do give you the one kind of shot with it. Um, also, really some more the trivia there. Um, it made Nicolas Cage feel so sick that... Um, they removed all reflective surfaces from the set while he was doing that day um, because he he refused to film if he could see the reflection. So he was Odd. too screamish for him. Oh uh, yeah,
0: I like the way they tease. like. Teas very strange. It's a sort no, of I, the I agree. Yeah. Do you know I mean? You get you get the, the the half glimpse and there's the half glimpse and then it's never. It's not even the full reveal. It's in the it is in the reflection yeah. of something. I do I do think it's a very good shot or shots up.
1: Well, it's kind of like, isn't it? Like, you know what this film's about, but are we going to truly let you see it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously they do. Um, what was your
0: favourite scene, Keenan? <sighs> um, there's a couple. The actual opening, as bad as that sounds, but the, that opening minute, as a way to open a film, there are, like, there isn't, it, there aren't, this is one of the best openings of any film that we've watched thus far on the bracket. Like eat easily, um, kid getting iced. Yeah, but it's the shot and it and it's bangs and it's down because it is fucking dramatic early on. Also, it's a shame Cage don't keep that mustache. Great little stash that he had there. Um, the fight in the the fight in the apartment, or I've just put it down as the plane chase hangar sink, because that first proper shootout is unreal. Yeah, and getting ping- clapped into a coma. Favourite scene, Jack?
3: I'm either going for the boat chasing scene and then the end, Because yeah. um, as you can probably tell, as I've said before, I'm a sucker for a boat chase and exploding boats. Or, like Keenan said, the opening scene was just, if there's any way that you want to be convinced that a character is mental, all you got to do is just watch that performance for Nicholas Cage because you knew he was fucked up like straight away kind of announced himself
4: yeah I agree but then
3: also the when the whole escape from the prison and the fights in there it's just oh yeah and yeah, we haven't, about we, haven't the we haven't even mentioned um what's his face is in Sasha's apartment or is the hideout where the FBI stormed the place and there's just bullets everywhere All hell breaks loose
0: Oh, yeah, the apartment fight is up there for me. That's what yeah. I buy at least. I prefer the fight scene in the prison.
3: Yeah,
1: I'll give you that. Like, and he asks it's... why, and he says he had a sandwich with his wife and sister.
0: Yeah. I thought that might be the reason you enjoyed it. Well,
1: he doesn't know why. Then you get a good scrap, and you've got Nicholas Cage doing the eyes
0: wide again. Also, talking of just convincing people. Yeah, no, I didn't actually shag your wife fancy helping me break out of this prison. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it takes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I suppose if, in terms of breaking out of a prison...
0: Yeah, I suppose that's, that's the overriding goal. It's yeah. just like, look, I've got a chance to get out of here. Regardless, he might, might have pipe my, pipe my missus. This bloke's a world-class terrorist, so he might be able to get me out of jail.
1: Yeah. But the other categories we'll get on to um, when we come back around to do the scoring. So, if we go on to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon... A young Chinese warrior steals a sword from a feigned swordsman and then escapes into a world of romantic adventure with a mysterious man in the frontier. of... Not the film I thought it was, but we'll we'll get on to that. I actually hadn't even read the synopsis um, until not the film that I remembered it. Not the film I remembered it being. About ten minutes into the film, I read the synopsis. I was like, I thought we were going to start with like Crash Bang Wallop, and then I saw that. Oh, hang on, (laughs) not what I thought it was. But if i give you what the critics say, I think you know the direction they're going to be here. Um, Each scene has very specific, intense stakes involved, which makes them that much more dramatic. By casting Chow Yun-fat, maybe the biggest marquee name outside the US at the time, Lee found a star who could unite all of the elements of this feminist King Dynasty epic. I cannot express to you how beautiful and stunning this film is. Crouching Tiger doesn't so much break new ground as reconfigure the genre with the pomp and ceremony of Western production values and psychological nuance. It's at once pulpy and profound, a movie that never forgets to have fun, even as it's tackling such straight-faced issues as honour, devotion and compassion. The fight scenes are utterly sublime, often shot to make great use of the width of the screen, and speak to the tremendous wonder and visceral passions that these kinds of stories aroused and artistic souls like Ang Lee. Lo and behold, an action movie that isn't about seize the day or follow your heart opportunism. A couple more. As soon as the action stops, the actors start to slowly, painfully slowly, drone on with some of the most lifeless dialogue of the year. So it was very rare to find a negative one. Um, This film is a feeling akin to seeing Peter Pan fly for the first time, ...or watching the first lightsaber duel in Star Wars. that how you'd compare it, Jack? Is this, like, the first time you saw a lightsaber fight?
3: Um, I actually liked the film. I thought it was good. I thought it was just different. But I did think the way that they jumped and ran... ...reminded me of the Thunderbirds watching this.
1: But was it, like, the first time you saw a lightsaber fight? No, so it was not. It in that echelon. I
3: mean, if I'm being honest... The actual sword fights in this I thought were just as good as but it's not better.
1: I'm going to tell you why that, why you like them so much here with this next one. On. It's abundantly clear that Lee in conjunction with fight choreographer Yen Wo-Ping, also famed for The Matrix has brought uh-huh. to these standard tropes his own elevating Near feline sensibility, yeah, and yeah. So, same guy that did all the fights for the Matrix did this also.
3: I remember turning because so I watched it with Sarah and I said, This is like the Matrix, but a little bit better because there's no slow mo, it's kind of it just looks hey. We got epic. the
1: Matrix up next week.
3: no I love the Matrix, I'm a massive Matrix fan, don't get me wrong. But I thought I loved the speed of it and the precision and just all of it, really. I thought the fight scenes were great, um, just what you want. Um, And
1: finally, despite scrupulous attention to expository detail, Lee fails to dramatise the conflict within Jen or any of the characters.
3: And again, for how good the action was, I I tend to agree with that. I didn't feel too invested in any of the characters. I just loved all the action. Um, Yeah, it was, it had everything in there
1: that I would contribute to being kind of easy watch potential but then everything about it was also the opposite like it it was an easy watch but a diff, but in the difficult watch bracket because there was so kind of not so little going on but nothing felt high stakes about it which i know they kind of reference there i never felt like i was on edge and so i did feel like I needed to hang on every word because that was where the drama was going to be. And the fact that it's listed as romance ahead of action is in that, in that it's meant to be on the emotions and things more than it is taking someone's head off.
3: I I kind of felt that I was waiting for the next action scene. And I, like I said, I I didn't feel invested that much in the characters, but, they didn't do anything to draw me in like you said it was it was weird like the love story when she kind of attacks I've forgotten his name now um the leader of the black clouds is it in the desert and then goes off and then they fall in love and all that kind of stuff
1: that classic James Bond briefly fights and then escalates that. in this
4: yeah
0: and then my man bringing that finger in there as well yeah. I mean before he does start slipping digits she actually stabs him <laughs> like yeah. she does actually stab him is in there's blood running down and he's like yeah you the <laughs> one. <laughs> um I do I've,
1: I've got some trivia for you so uh the actors almost invariably perform their own stunts CGI was used to remove the wires holding them up as we've uh, tested to G- you said Thunderbirds I messaged you saying uh it it reminded me of team America having watched that recently the way they jump around yeah um i did message tk a couple of minutes in to say this wasn't what i expected because he had been still watching along with uh, the bracket and he said yeah there's a lot more of that to come when i said about the jumping. Um in and tiger hidden dragon is a quote from chinese mythology it refers to hiding your strength from others advice which is followed all too well obviously by the character in the film um Z Zhang's character is highly trained and skillful in martial arts, but the actress herself never had any official martial arts training at all. Uh, instead, she used her dance techniques to learn her moves in these scenes as if they were a dance rather than a fight, which, in terms of creating a film in them, isn't actually that far from the truth. As uh, Chad Stahelski referenced, he said about yeah. the choreography. Um, Taiwanese born Hong Kong actress Ki Shu was originally cast in Z Zhang's role of Gen Yu and worked on the film for several weeks until her agent pulled her from the movie to do a Pepsi commercial in Japan. She's since changed agents. Mm-hmm. That's one of them where even if your agent is telling you, you need to put your foot down there and say, I'm pretty sure I know what's best for me. And I'll, I'll stick with what I think.
0: <laughs> because she can't have possibly thought that was going to end well might be one of them though where Pepsi are offering a lot more money yeah and the agents yeah, just yeah. said look don't know how old, like because Zhang Ji she would have been quite young so what was this 2003 2000 2000 sorry so I mean 21 she would have been like her date was supposed to be quite a young young girl and it's your point about the marriage thing so if it is a young actress he might well have just put, just put it bluntly and said look they're offering you X Pepsi are offering you Y yeah. take the money and run she'd already started filming for several weeks so yeah that part's a bit yeah. of a shitter um, Michelle
1: Yeoh told, tore her ACL during the shooting of an early fighting sequence so i had to be flown to the United States for knee surgery she Jesus. returned to the set at different times to film non-action scenes until she'd recovered
0: Absolute commitment um, to the course.
1: Yes. Yeah. In 2001, this became the first foreign language film to earn over 100 million in the United States. The first draft of the screenplay said, "You will note in the script that none of the fight scenes are as described. Uh, none of the fight scenes are described. I will just inform you now that they will be the greatest fight scenes ever in the history of cinema."
0: I mean, it's a bold prediction, but it's not <laughs> like it's not. A, it makes some of these are fucking sensational. Yeah. Like. There is the one that kills me, and almost like genuinely, it's just so bad that I couldn't stop chuckling. Is when Jade and Chow Yung Fat are running through the forest. It's, <laughs> fuck, it's so bad. It's, uh, but, like, On that take, branch. Yeah, take that five minutes out of it. Or it's a little bit longer than that, but take that bit out of it. And, like every fight scene is almost perfect.
1: He does say that she's been drugged, so can we attribute it to that maybe? It's I mean, some
0: I d- of maybe I, d- I don't know, but it's like it's so bad. Like, as I was watching it the other day or yeah. you know, Wednesday as I was watching it, I was I was chucking, I was like, Christ me, that is
1: yeah, real bad. Uh, Ang Lee pitched a film to Michelle Yeoh as Sense and Sensibility with martial arts. I've never seen Sense and Sensibility, so no comment. Uh, Jet Li was originally cast to play Lee Lee Mubai but turn down the part to appear in Romeo Must Die.
2: Uh,
1: I like Charlie, and Fat in this so. Um, and for the English-language dub, um, which I know you saw, Jack, extra care was taken to ensure that the voice actor's performances and wording matched the original lip movements almost exactly. So <laughs> I noticed this. So was it wasn't good, like the was Raid one. a good one. dubbed version?
0: TK yeah. said
1: it was as well to me. I
0: yeah, had the subtitled version and the subtitles genuine their speed of subtitles did not match up to the like the rate they were speaking like not even remotely in some parts
3: so the dubbed version was actually one of the best dubbed versions i've ever seen oh wow like it's i've never seen anything that matches up so well yeah. and it was if you looked at their eyes the movements of their mouth obviously the shapes of the mouth were are not going to be the same but the movements were so as long as you watched their eyes and didn't watch their mouth, it was almost like you just watched an English film.
1: As yes. It was brilliant. it's a country we're, we're quite ignorant, aren't we? Or at least a poor, a large portion of us are in terms of cinema going. Yep. So it's probably worth the extra time and outlay to then generate this 100 million box office in the United States and yes. uh, similar over here. Um, plenty of people over here did watch it. I mean, I know Brad that's written for the site before said that he went to see it in the cinema at the time did say that it wasn't as plenty of people went into the cinema expecting it to be because when you hear of like Asian martial arts films you do think of the Jet Leeds etc so it wasn't quite what was anticipated there but the the premise certainly got people through the door so they did their job Mm. and then the subtitles would have made it more palatable as well um so that that's the that's the trivia there. Um I kept thinking about the, the sword in particular. The way it wobbled was like if, if you ever kind of just ping the end of a ruler and then just let that <laughs> kind of wobble <laughs> away. And that was literally like that. I just this sword was meant to be really great and it was wobbling all over the shop.
3: So that down to like the flexibility or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not a sword expert. I thought it just added added to it a little bit. Gun
1: expert instead.
3: <laughs> with,
1: with this, um I've seen films before where I felt that they were artistic for the sake of being artistic. And I didn't think this was one of those ones
4: mm. entirely.
1: I thought this was just the style of the film. I thought as one of the critics' reviews said that they went as westernized as they could without compromising their own values, which you've got to respect there, at least. I'd rather they do that, if that's what it's meant to be, than go completely the other way and uh, really kind of dumb it down, the wrong word, but uh, go all Americanized. The jumping was odd, but I guess that was that's what they're going to do. <laughs> it made a lot of the fight scenes better. It does improve by the, fact the fight that they scenes. could ping all over the shop. The first fight scene, I was a little... I was a little taken aback because I was expecting a bit more violence. Um, the one where the sword gets stolen for the first time and I was a bit worried yeah. that they were all going to be like this. But then... The next fight scene where you meet, um, so Jade Fox, is that what the name was? Yes. Yeah. When you meet her for the first time, that was my favorite scene in the film. Um, and it ends with the, like, shuriken getting thrown in that guy's head. So that very quickly put my fears to rest. And I was all in from there onwards. Yeah. I was I a- actually, I've, I've watched films straight home from work before and, whether it's, you know, I've put, I've put the light off or whatever, I've felt a bit, uh, dozy, but it certainly helped for one, knowing that I had to be reading the subtitles the whole time to ensure I knew what was going on. But as much as I won't pretend this is, would be my go-to type of film, I wasn't bored throughout it. I was appreciating what was going on still. It just, as I said, and similar for face-off was not what I was expecting or when I pressed play. What were you expecting? I I thought it was um, kind of just an all out violent not even like blood, guts, left, right, and centre. But I thought it was just gonna be more fighting than uh, storyline. Yeah.
0: Just like a pure just a pure beat 'em up, just people just battering each other constantly. Yeah, um, and
1: yeah. I'm sure it is ignorant, but I I saw this is on the list of the greatest action movies, no matter what era you look for, it, it, you'll find it in the list. Yeah. And so when I saw a martial arts film made by an Asian director in this, then I just assumed that was why. Because
0: I think, but I, I think it, it gets. I think it just gives the fight. That's basically just given. Now having rewatched it, it's, that's that sort of appreciation. It's just given the fight scenes that are in it because there are still sort of five or six. Yeah, yeah, um, but it's just giving the fight scenes that are in it the credit that they deserve because they are genuinely um, like barring that one in the forest, they are genuinely amazing. <laughs> like they are brilliant to watch, and they are they like when in six months' time, if I ask you about this film, that's what you're going to remember. You aren't the story might go. <laughs> Even
1: but, then, after that bit in the, in the forest, two minutes later, you've got uh, my girl Jade jumping jumping out the trees, pinging them needles. And he's mm. being like a uh, like a Jedi when the droids are firing them <laughs> shots off and they're swinging it around in circles, parrying them all away.
0: Well, barring that one.
1: Barring that one. Yeah, it just happens to sneak in. That, that that first fight scene, though, for a start, how old is she meant to be in this film, Jade Fox? Because I felt harsh that I was going to refer to her at the time as the old woman.
0: Uh, I mean, she's supposed to be... She is supposed to be a- older, She's not like, middle-aged, isn't she? Then yeah. elderly. <laughs> yeah, I think I was doing I, her a I, disservice. Yeah, because I, I, obviously Jay or well, Jen is supposed to be very young.
4: Yeah. So um, when when they when they
0: meet and stuff, but because she talks about obviously ten years. Do you know what? Do, or do you know yes. what is deception or Joe? You know poison? An eight-year-old who's deceptive. Yeah. That that's poison and stuff. So she's supposed to be of an age, but it's I think. It comes into play a little bit when you first meet it. There's, there's no context to it, but as the context is given about the time they spent together and stuff, it's uh, that's that's what it's for. What did you think of the weird flashback
1: that kind of comes mid film? Lasts strangely long before yes, the going back long. to as if nothing's happened. Like, <laughs> yeah, That I almost that, forget there's another story going on. Like, for a, I was it gone on that long that I was questioning, is this now real time? Like. Should I be linking these things up? Um, I didn't. obviously I liked... it made sense in the end, but at the time yeah. I was, it just seemed a bit off. I, but
0: I don't, yeah, no, I get that. I don't know where else, I don't really know where else you include it if you're going to include it. It's yeah, sort of it's six or one. It would be strange because it's so far. I know it's done to explain where she is, is where she is now, but it is very much away from the main story of the film. isn't it? Yeah,
1: my man, including, including telling that tale, saying about uh, this this person jumped off the mountain. <laughs> he was completely fine when he hit the bottom, but no
0: one found him. He just floated away. Yeah. What actually happened, mate, was he got smashed to such little fucking pieces <laughs> they couldn't recover the body.
1: That's 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 gonna be the plot of Die Hard Seven. Hans Gruber actually <laughs>
0: just <laughs> floated away at the bottom, and he's just come back through Humphrey Willis. I know we'll get to it, but I will say it, her jumping off the bridge at the end and just sort of floating in the clouds is—I oh, I, didn't—I liked. I, it's, it's a bit of a letdown. That after all, like well, they drag you through, and she's well, like,
1: re- "I referenced it to you yesterday, and I, I don't think." Uh, He'll mind me uh, saying this that when I was speaking to TK about it, he asked if you'd seen it before Keenan, and
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, he he did say, "I can't think of any way in which Keenan would like this film."
0: Yeah, I've got I've got layers. I'm cultured. <laughs> I mean, I'm not in layers, layers, but cute. I'm thinking of, of about Shrek. Yeah, um, I'm closer to Shrek than I am to being cultured.
1: <laughs> um. Do you want to go on to the categories? Shall we? Rewatchability. So this is shorter than uh, Face Off, and I won't ask you to do a comparison yet, but comparatively, did it feel longer to you or shorter? Longer.
3: I think it felt longer to me, and it's all down to the flashback. That's what makes it elongated for me.
1: Yeah, it... it... It felt long to me, and I didn't know if that was because I was following along with the subtitles. So, I mean, I was, I was still sat in bed under the duvet watching it, but it's a bit more work than usually watching a film, and I, I wouldn't have had it any other way. I, I don't get on with the dub version, but I didn't know if that was what was contributing to it, but did it feel longer to you, Keenan?
0: Yeah. Um, it, it does. There are stretches in this where like the flashback being one, but there are some stretches in this that do seem to last an age. But rewatchability wise, there are scenes in this that if I were like if I was flicking through the TV in a couple of hours once we finish the pod, and I know where we are and I know what's coming up, you'd stick around for pretty much any of the fight scenes, wouldn't you?
4: Yeah.
0: yeah. In terms of a, in terms of a rewatch, if this came out now it would probably get just as much
1: love because of the themes of like female empowerment wouldn't it? By the fact that usually in a film like this if you have a woman involved then it's going to be as a love interest or I mean you just referenced the Jason mm-hmm. Statham films the Nicolas Cage films where you are getting just that yeah so for them to be a leading role here and then not for them to not have any love interest like they are fighting for that but they essentially, saying they don't need. She doesn't need to be trained by him for the majority of it. She's turning it away and teaches herself in the book, which is pretty impressive. This mythical book that they've got, this teach themselves this.
4: <laughs> but yeah, it
1: would probably do just as well. I was thinking if it came out today because of that.
0: I think so. I think even if, but I think if you put these or those fight scenes similar in the same style into a film, because they did it in this, I, 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 I have to admit and anyone is welcome to tell me I'm wrong, I'm not a martial arts film aficionado in any way, shape no. or form. Uh, I, I've watched a few. But it's would probably be our
1: man for that, to be fair. He loves all them old ones.
0: Oh, OK. Well, I mean, I'm talking... I, I am talking solely newer ones at this state, point in time because the fight scenes in this obviously got all the credit.
1: Well, they're usually patronising the those types of scene, and um, to draw a comparison... to to last to last week um it's usually the kind that you'll get in a rocky or a never back down or something like that which you like in that situation but if you're going into specifically a martial arts film crafted for the asian audience with an asian uh, director and everything there you'd be feeling shortchanged if you got those Fight scenes where it's essentially like a squash match the whole way through, kind of. It yeah. is a lot more like a dance, as it says in those, and it's flashy the whole way through, rather than set pieces.
0: Yeah, no, it's fair. But like I said, I mean, I, I, I've never, I the fight scenes in this belong to, like obviously belong to this film, but the style of them basically belong to this as well. I've never seen anyone manage to recreate it to a level that you think it, it's it's as close. Like some of these are genuinely some of the best fighting scenes we've ever seen. There are others that mean more, but if you were just, like, mean more and more, probably more entertaining, but that's due to the film that they're in. But just pure, like, choreography, these are just actually out of this world. I, I actually disagree with that, and I would have thought it,
1: I would be on that side, but because of the way they went and the way the film was playing out, I didn't ever feel a sense of danger that you feel with the other ones, and to compare to any film where usually where there's swords or something like that, I thought I was appreciating it. But in terms
0: of being like the, the best fight scene, no, I said some of because there are others that mean more, the stakes are higher, etc. I enjoy them more because of the film. I wish in.
1: more were like that second one where there was a lot more going on. Like I don't mind a bit of cheese, like. I <laughs> hope it's not disrespectful to say it, it's cheesy, but the the things were the like the pressure points and, and things like that, and uh, the the dialogue like it's in wrestling, and you kind of you're dropping your one liner before you swing your sword again, and this kind of thing, uh, and the, the the jumping in when you think it's going to be over. I loved all that, but some of them like the the first one um, when the sword's being taken, and ones like that. They they didn't do it for me, so yeah, it probably was. If I was to split them in half, then half I would say I, I did really appreciate, and the others I was a bit disappointed by. Fair enough. Um, what about you, Jack? For rewatchability? Here?
3: Yeah, I'm I'm giving it the rewatchable tag. I think for the action scenes alone, it's just so unparalleled. It's in its own little league for the, the fight scenes. The one where she's in. I don't know what it is. Essentially, it's it's like a big inn or something, which just takes on the whole place. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's great.
3: It, it kicks everyone out. It's just insane how good that is. So, to
1: compare the two in the, in the bracket that have this kind of combat, I, I take the action scenes in the raid over this uh, every day of the week.
4: Hmm.
1: It
0: feels a lot more uh, peril, but that a lot of that is a lot of that is just pure gore, though, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah anyway, which it is. Which I'm not saying I'm not really criticizing you, not criticizing. no, you were, not. You were
1: celebrating a kid being iced earlier. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool.
0: But the raid, the raid is mint. But like actual co- choreography, I think the, in this the fight scenes are better. But I you go, you mean in stakes wise, and it's a lot more. In, it's a strange way to describe it, the, the fight scenes in the raid are a lot more intimate Joey's a lot of it is hand-to-hand combat and it, it very much close up so that does add something to it yeah, usually when i read those critics reviews out and
1: they're talking about um kind of the stunning visuals and things like that i think it is just kind of saying it for saying its sake but i think that is probably the best way to describe these and one of the reviews saying about the way they maximized uh the entire width of the screen was something I did think about in that forest scene. And it is something that's really true because usually you do have this whole landscape and it's like it's in a video game where you can't move past a certain like perimeter. Mm. And so you're fighting almost in like a, in a center circle of a football pitch. And so it was cool to see that actually be a, a differentiating factor in this one. Especially the forest one. Everything about that was was perfect. The forest um, one,
0: did you say?
1: Yeah, Not um, I, in the forest one, I mean, in the first one where oh, okay. you see Jade Fox for the first time. Yeah, yeah. The less said about the one you say Keenan, the better, because I was very much in a sin when they were on the branch. I thought they were going to fight yeah. on that tiny branch that wasn't even a branch. It was more like a leaf, but. I probably would have enjoyed that in a a strange way um on to the quotes um I do think you've got some good good ones in here when I said to Sean yesterday that one stood out to me it was in that same scene where May says father let me avenge my mother's death and Jade Fox says you'll soon end up like her you little whore (laughs) (laughs) it caught me so off guard (laughs) with all the
0: way the other dialogue had gone in the film um there are, there were a couple. The bit that cracked me up, and you've actually referenced it, is when uh, he's talking about they're in the fight scene with Jay Fox, and he just randomly goes, "She's going to paralyze you," and then she just <laughs> proceeds.
4: <laughs> How the fuck do you know that? Just, I know, well, so he yeah, says it she's... very
0: late as well. It's like yeah.
1: when when something is pinging towards someone's head, and they're like, "Get out of the way," rather than
0: just like saying "duck" or something yeah. like that. She's gonna paralyze you, and then she's like halfway through it. That was an odd <laughs> one. Um, as uh, Chow Young Fat dives in, he just he just shouts, "Saw you, filthy mongrel!" As well, just <laughs> yeah. like no context, just just mugs this poor bloke off, and then proceeds to get involved. Imagine, imagine you could do that though, where he just gives someone a couple of
1: taps, and they just can't move. <laughs> it's the other un- It would have saved me
0: as well, by the way. It's fucking mint.
1: Imagine, though, if I could have just gone back to all those pods when I'm talking about rustling. If I could just have given you <laughs> shoot even Harper, whoever it was that week, just a couple of little taps on the chest and you're just rigid, it would have saved a hell of a lot of time and and me cursing
0: you. Yeah,
4: so maybe Jade ruin- Fox
0: needs to teach me. It would ruin the fun. Well, I mean, she, she's not going to teach you, is she? She's not, she's not about anymore.
1: Oh, well, ruin the fun for, for you, maybe. For me, if I'm, you just
0: see me at the door each week and you know what's coming. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, yeah. Just for clarity. I mean, it would ruin my fun. Yeah. <laughs> You're peppering some shots at your chest.
1: <laughs> um, her, when, uh, Lee's offering to teach her for like the eighth time, her saying, uh, what if I use them to kill you? One. You forward your own plan there. <laughs> Two, he's taken that remarkably well, saying that's a chance I'm willing to take. <laughs> that's just a boss response, isn't it? Just like Do you, he, do you think he had a, he had a little thing for Jen?
0: No, nah, he's He's all wrapped up with your girl Lou.
1: Because she does try putting the moves
0: on him, uh, doesn't she? Briefly. Well, she does. At the end, they confess their love right at the end, and they're like, that. It could have been something beautiful, but they were loyal. She was loyal to an no. old to 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 dead man. I mean, uh, Jen,
1: where she says, oh, is, sorry. It, is it me Is it me or the sword you want? Hmm. Stays
0: to his game though, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. So, look, just here for the, the sword. Um, it's the gang who fights a lifestyle. Kill or be killed. Exciting, isn't it? Um, and one quote that sums up essentially all heroes in action films where so Tay says, when it comes to emotions, even great heroes can be idiots.
3: Yeah, that was mine. That was brilliant.
1: Think back to Infinity War, when uh, they've got Thanos right where they need him. And then Quill has to try and make his move and uh, kill him before they get the... Uh, off. Even great heroes can be idiots.
0: Still a beloved character, even though he absolutely fucked it for him. Yeah. He's a clown, I.M.H.R.
1: Yeah. Did think that while I watched it back in the week. Great film. He's a great film. Um, I've already wasted my whole life. I want to tell you in my last breath that I've always loved you. I'd rather be a ghost drifting by your side as a condemned soul than enter heaven without you. Because of your love, I will never be a lonely spirit. Me, Jessica Alba. (laughs) Or Thierry (laughs) Omri. Jen referring to herself
0: as the invincible sword goddess while scything through that restaurant. Perhaps it bats the fuck out of them. The scene after when they go and speak to Lee and Chow yun Fat and they are just all absolutely fucked. There's cast my, on like black eyes and all sorts. My favourite thing about that scene
1: was um as she kind of uh, moved on to each next opponent, like she was in like a pokey gym. Where you have to move your way through to get to the final boss the the way each of them kind of squared up and gave it a Hur! in complete shock as if she dared take them on next mm. and they'd square up and give their little gesture like they're about to rip off their bay blades <laughs> and then get into action before she moves on to the next one but like each one was expecting that she wasn't possibly going to take them on loved it
0: at what point do you realise that what well, at what <laughs> point are you just throwing your hands you just throwing hands for pure pride because you've watched it? <laughs> what should do about eighteen of your mates and you're just it, like, fuck oh, so this is these are just the rules and I've got gotta put myself <laughs> in, but there's a couple of them lads who are thinking, Fucking hell boys, what have you yeah. done to me here? <laughs> um What
1: was your favourite scene of the film, Jack?
3: Um I think it has to be the fight in the inn slash hotel or wherever they were. Just thought The The restaurant
4: thing.
3: That was it, yeah. Yeah. Like the non-stopness of it all. And just how untouchable she was. It was just brilliant. And the choreography. She was
1: making the most of that jump in there as well, was not she? Oh,
3: she was. Pinging
1: pinging from side to side.
3: Yeah.
1: It would have been better if they'd embraced it and done the, uh, like, pedaling their legs in the air like they do in some bits in
4: (laughs) Team America.
1: Um, Keenan, which was uh, your favourite? Yeah, it's Not the, the final it's forest the... scene, we you know that. It's the fight in the end. Um, yeah, mine is uh, when they first meet Jade Fox, which is a strangely English name compared to all of the others. I did wonder if it was a translation for the
4: subtitles.
3: It'll be because Jade, the... Is it a rock? Is... What is it? <coughs> An oil, isn't it? Or something like that. It's a gemstone, earth. That's the word I was looking for. It's the tapping
1: from two yards out. Brilliant. Um, you know Pierre runner. Yeah. If we go on to the judging, Keenan, which did you prefer, Face Off,
3: Jack, Crouching Tiger?
1: Sheesh! I forgot I've got Keenan. Uh, Sean's answer, so I guess get them. Uh I I preferred Face Off, and uh, Sean did as well. I would have guessed that. Um, Jack, rewatchability.
3: Face Off. I would give it to Keenan.
1: Yep,
0: same.
3: Same
1: for me, and same for shoot. Keenan, best quote.
0: Uh... Oh, I'm sorry, I shot you,
3: Dad. Uh, Jack. Okay, Plan B. Let's just kill each other.
1: Mine is, uh, as I said, in the forest. Um, you'll end up. You'll soon end up like your you little whore. <laughs> and Sean's is uh, this nose, this hair, this ridiculous chin. Best moments slash scene. Sean's is uh, the FBI raid scene in uh face off. Uh what about you, Jack?
3: Mine's the in hotel scene in Crash and Tiger.
0: Keenan? Yep, same.
1: And uh mine is the one in the uh, Forest. MVP Keenan. Um I'm Gonna
0: give it to Custer Troy. Jack?
3: Yeah, I'm giving
0: it to Cast Troy. Troy over Archer. Troy is the if Troy doesn't kill Archer, yeah, so if Troy doesn't shoot Archer's son. The ven, the essential vendetta and Joey's need to 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 catch him isn't there, and it's implied that they've known each other for a while and they've been after it. So he know, knows I'd him for-
1: I'd forgotten the many uh, meetings of MVP. Good to know yeah. that um, Sean, who put together this uh, reasoning, went for Master Le Bai. So, uh, mm, fair. Very, uh,
0: Wouldn't have been my pick for that film either, to be honest, but so would Um Keenan, most
1: menacing villain.
0: Uh, yeah, it's Castor Troy, is it? Jack? Yeah, Troy.
1: I agree, and so does Shoot. Best side character, Sean has gone for Pollock's Troy. What about you, Keenan?
0: i had a couple of options. I, well, can I give it to Jade Fox? If you, want you to? give me her as a side character, is the question I'm asking. Yeah, no, I, won't, I won't stand in your way. That's fine, then, yeah, that's my answer.
1: What about you, Jack?
3: Yeah, I was going to go Jade Fox, or the leader of the Black Clouds, I guess then The romance guy in the uh, flashback. Loud is it? I don't...
4: that's the one. I was
1: gonna go for uh you.
3: Okay.
1: So action per minute. Sean's gone for face off. I've also gone for face off. Um what about you, Keenan?
0: Yeah, same mate.
1: Jack? Yeah,
4: same.
1: Um kill counts. um I don't have the numbers for Crouching Tiger, but I'm pretty positive it's face off.
0: It can't. What did you say face off was 56? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's anywhere near that.
1: It's kind of like um, superhero films, isn't it, where they just knock them out
0: basically and then carry on on their way? I'd be quite confident saying it'd be less. It'd be single figures.
1: Um, Keenan, most creative use of weaponry?
0: Uh, I quite like the magnetic boots in the prison I realise they're on there but the fact that they exist and he just starts shooing him in with them I thought was quite good I guess the whole face transplant you could count as a form of weaponry in itself certainly some psychological warfare going on there. so yeah that's not a bad idea
1: face off would would be my pick what about you Jack? um I don't know yeah
3: I'm, I'm gonna go for and
1: Sean did also so there you go. Um, Jack, I'll go back to you. Uh, best soundtrack?
3: Oh, I don't really find fun. I guess for a soundtrack to add to the film, I feel like Crouching Tiger's soundtrack adds to the film. Whereas Face Off is kind of your generic action movie background.
4: So you go
1: for Crouching Tiger?
3: Yeah, Crouching Tiger.
1: Keenan? Yeah, me too. Sean's gone for Face Off. I'll go Crouching Tiger, too. You've charmed me. Mm -hmm. Um, Toughest one to pick here, I think. Um, Originality, Keenan.
0: Excuse me, I gave it to Face Off. What about you, Jack?
3: Yeah, Face
4: Off.
0: Like, there are very original parts, the fight scenes, etc., to Crouching Tiger, but the themes so a big part of it being a love story. You've seen... A lot before. Granted, you've seen the revenge story between Copper and Criminal a thousand times before, but I think the the face swapping part of it is more original than the violence. Yeah, Does that make sense? Yeah, that's where Sean um, went,
1: and that's where I'll go as well. Um, bigger impact. Uh, Sean's gone. Crouching Tiger. I'd have to agree. Four Oscars. Numerous world records, as I've said anyone gone face off
3: no i'm going crash Crash and tag you hear of it before you begin. yeah
1: well i mean i put it in the bracket with Keenan as i said without even knowing the synopsis just because of what i knew of it to be
4: <coughs> yeah
1: um keenan what about you just to oh it's crouching Tiger, totally, it, yeah and then uh, two to go um better ending uh
0: Keenan. they're both very cheesy aren't they I don't particularly like either (laughs) of them I will give it to face off on the basis that excuse me my favourite quote comes from um, the ending of that film
1: I've gone face off as well and um, I enjoyed it perhaps not for the reason that the filmmakers intended but I just enjoyed the, the cheese of it all. And the way they react in the end may be more ridiculous than the face transplant itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that ending, so that's my pick. Um, Sean has gone for face-off as well. Is it a full house, Keenan? Uh, Jack, sorry.
3: I went for Crouch and Tiger, personally.
1: You like <laughs> that jump into the waterfall?
3: Yeah. Just finally,
1: best chemistry. Sh- Sean's gone for face-off. What about you, Keenan? Yeah, I have as well. Jack? Crouching Tiger. I've gone face-off as well. So it is a winner, as you I'm are aware, for uh, face-off. 11-4 over Crouching Tiger. So, same amount of uh, points on our scoreboard as they got Oscars. So I wonder which one they'll value more. (laughs) But there we go. Just our last couple of bits so that'll go through to the next round um and that will be up against inception so two very bizarre concepts there in face off up against inception uh next week as i've said already the matrix up against the last boy scout so
0: that's to look forward to
1: and then our um, last couple of sorry
0: so I was going to say, I am looking forward to re rewatching The Last Boy Scout. I've never actually watched The Matrix in its entirety, uh, I'm so I'll be
1: interested. i The Matrix for the first time since I was a kid, so, and I'm not in The Last Boy Scout, Good film. Um, recasting one role, I mean, Keenan, we, we recasted both roles in Face Off, haven't we? We're going to give Owen and Vince a shot.
0: Mm. Yes, we are. I, I would actually, yeah, I would watch that film.
1: What about you, Jack?
3: sorry boys you cut out there for a second i lost internet
1: I mean. recasting a, a role who's who would yours be
3: um i mean i would usually go with david spade and jim carrey and i, I do think jim carrey would fit face off quite well
0: i actually had this thought walking home
3: yeah i think jim carrey would fit <laughs> it's
0: that ooey. Boy, that's, what, that's what sold you him in the uh, mask Well, no, it popped into my head, because I knew for a fact that Jack would bring it up. So I was like, (laughs) yeah, "Yeah, this is the one time I could actually see him do it. Yeah,
3: exactly. David Spade in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon as well would be interesting.
0: Well, if the cast swapped
1: which film works best, cast a face off in Crouching Tiger is a truly horrific (laughs) (laughs) thought.
3: That is a fucking brilliant idea. (laughs) I want to see... Nicholas Cage running in the trees.
1: Yeah. John Travolta flying would look the weirdest thing ever. Um, Finally, if you had to add Tom Cruise or The Rock to each movie, which would you choose? So, which one is The Rock going in? Which one's Tom Cruise going in? The Rock goes into Face Off because you just
0: throw in a prison riot riot scene. I mean, Tom Tom Cruise Cruise might stand out a
1: bit in Crouching
0: Tiger, but I do agree, he probably. Exactly. I mean for, it to, it just, just solely take away ethnicity the fact that The Rock is 6 foot 5 and
4: no one else in that <laughs> film is over 6 foot
3: I think he might stand out a little bit as well mate yeah fair point Tom Cruise knows what he's doing with the sword as well as Last Samurai
1: <laughs> what if Tom Cruise is the sword <laughs> in Crouching Target <laughs> and they're just swinging around Tom Cruise
0: yeah <laughs> That's brilliant.
1: Uh,
0: I mean, I probably still, I probably probably still watch it.
1: Agreed. But anyway, that does us for this week. Shane Shoot decided not to join us. I mean, he did claim he was going to come on about seven-ish, so only an hour and a half ago. Um, what, was it, what was the Spurs result? I haven't even looked. They were three a up last time I checked. So uh, ended four one. As if he's not just come in, when the game, secure.
0: They got a goal. Uh, I mean, I must admit, if, if it was Liverpool in New Europa, you wouldn't have had me tonight, so I don't blame him.
1: And I'll leave now See the end of Arsenal. So, thanks again. We'll be back next week. Goodbye.